0: A couple hundred years ago, the only thing you had to worry about was a hangover. Tell me you're an investigator, more or less. Today, because if you're a curse thingy, you can't sleep with anyone. I'm, I'm your boss. Or else
1: you might feel a moment of true happiness.
2: you got already an addiction a brooding part of life. Lose your soul. Except for where I was nearly tortured to
1: Becoming again.
2: You're a demon hunter. Road demon hunter.
1: And kill everyone.
0: It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Thanks, I always appreciate your hey, it's warm, but it
1: didn't explode. Oh man, that's so good. Yeehaw! Welcome to Ale with Angel, I'm Rex. I'm Josh. Today we are reviewing Season 2, Episode 21, Through the Looking Glass. Oh boy, all their references to
0: classic literary... St- Shit, and Wizard of Oz.
1: Um, Literary dimensional travel.
0: Yeah, boy, it sure is titillating.
1: Because if you think about it, those stories are about dimensional travel. Take a look at my tits; they are (sighs) titillated.
0: If they could talk, that's what they would say. That's the noise. Okay. Yeah. So every time you've heard that noise in the other room and wondered what was going on, this explains so much. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right, Rex, you ready ready to fuck this pig? Oh, no, I don't want to fuck any pigs. All right.
0: Well, you know, I figured we needed a different farm animal. We've fucked so many chickens. I'm sorry, (laughs) doodle-doos. Speaking of doodle-doos and fucking them, here's a list of our (laughs) executive doodle-doos, a.k.a. Patreon supporters. They are as follows. Eventually, I'll find them. Bridgen McCloy, Dead Serious. Ali Bonarigo, Nathan Lancey, Kristen, Rachel Gregory, Rachel Doodledoo, D. Scheringhausen, Clubby Seal, Sandra Craig, Jay Sommer, Christina, Catherine Parkinson, Karen Moon, Chris V-Man, Pat Likes Turtles, Scarlet Choi, Bad at Changing Their Names Heaps, KFRO Horse Dildo with a BWB logo, Gnome, Father De Matthew and Dipper, Kelly MC, Jesse Rain, Alex from the Heart, and Carrie Phillips. How does that make you feel, everybody? Thank you so much. Without you, this show literally isn't possible. That is correct. The show must go uh, not sued.
1: (laughs) Um, To be fair, though, you can actually sing that because it counts as a cover.
0: You know, I'm not sure that that's how that works. I've actually heard otherwise recently. Really? It scares me a little bit. In fact, a lot of uh, content creators have been having trouble... Uh, legally with using shit that they shouldn't be using. So maybe they shouldn't be using shit that they shouldn't be using. I don't know. I'm talking out my ass. I don't have any specific examples of anything.
1: But that's what I heard and boy howdy I believed it. I do know that the way TikTok and YouTube handle copyright has made copyright law a fucking mess.
0: Not surprised at all.
1: What isn't a mess right now Rex? (laughs) Ginger beer. Yeah ginger beer is pretty good.
0: Well, hey, um, speaking of doodle doos you know what the next best thing, in fact, possibly even a better thing that you can do to help us out is review us on iTunes or Audible or Audible (laughs) or any whatever platform you listen to us on. Uh, If you actually write a review, we will automatically enter you into a contest to win a free hoodie. As soon as we get to 75, uh, we just we totally forgot about Audible. Definitely uh email us and let us know if you review us somewhere that's not itunes because we don't actively check anything but itunes
1: yeah we constantly forget to check reviews but Rex is gonna read one for you i'm gonna read one for you and then we're gonna move on okay one of our audible reviews titled these guys should get all the snickers five-star review it's put down as anonymous user but i happen to know that it was dead serious that that reviewed us you cheeky monkey Because uh, he emailed us to get a sticker. So much for being anonymous. And remember, if you review us and you send us a screenshot of your review, we will send you a sticker.
0: Even if you're in Australia, we're going to try. Yeah. We
1: really tried really hard to send somebody a T-shirt in the UK
0: one time before we had UK distribution. And it did not go well. it was a
1: huge pain in the butt yeah but uh that that was a whole nother company that we were using for our merch and now hopefully this review sticker that i'm sending will uh test the system so to speak yeah can't guarantee it won't get (laughs) held up in customs though but we're gonna try (laughs) yeah so anyway the review follows i've searched the internet for buffy podcasts and i finally found the right one for me rex and josh come to the show from new angles and bring their own funny flair to every episode They don't always get it right, and I sometimes find myself wanting to open up their plot holes, hard air quotes there, crawl inside and close the door behind me. But their running gags and easy chemistry keep me coming back. I'd recommend the show for anybody looking for a fresh analysis on the Buffyverse who needs a laugh on the way home from work. But let's be honest, that's everybody in this capitalistic hellscape. I love the show, and you'll love the show, and we'll all hate Josh's mum together. P.S. I really want my sticker, Rex. Hopefully, you can send it to Australia, and I'll try. I will try to send you a sticker. Hot shit, toboggans, Rex. You know what they did? What would they do? They opened up our
0: plot holes. <laughs> they stepped inside, and they closed the door behind them.
1: Yeah, and and I think there were some stickers wrapped, like a whole behind.
0: fucking like twelve pack.
1: I love the the fact, though, that he actually took a reference that we've used <laughs> and a reference that you have created uh-huh. and meshed them together them something, together, something new and
0: I, gooey. I also love hearing a reference to a joke that I used to make that I completely forgot about. <laughs> like 100% totally forgot that that was, like, my favorite running gag for, like, two seasons. (laughs) And I 100% forgot that I ever said that. (laughs) So, thank you. I think this is the second time I've been reminded of that. And I also, the other time, said I'm going to start saying that again. So, we'll see if it actually sticks this time. We'll see. Yeah. Like a Snickers bar to a mesh... Garment of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> Probably with Velcro on it. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, so the- that's just gross <laughs> gross imagery.
0: Yeah. I. That's me. So we get another one on <laughs> Audible uh, from the UK section, which we're fairly certain never got read on the air. But if, if we did, then you're getting it read twice. So you're welcome. It's from yeah. Hold the Door on 5222. It's titled, Brilliant and Lighthearted, it's a five-star review. They said, I started listening to this while I was waiting for a new Audible credit, but now it's all I listen to. It's like listening to your buddies. It reminds me of the conversations me and my housemate used to have about Buffy, and weirdly, he laughed like Rex. These guys are lots of fun and good podcasters. They structure it well, have good recaps, step-by-step analysis, and a good wrap-up, and call out any toxic-ass-hat behaviors. Parentheses, toxic-ass-hat is now my new favorite word. Hooray! I said hooray. That was not them. Yes. I love the chemistry these guys have and the wonderful fuckwittery, which is a fun new word that Rex and I just learned. Yes. What is, tell us what it means, Rex. It is the actions of a fuckwit. Yeah. So <laughs> that basically means that at least I'm a fuckwit, if not both of us. I mean. And I guess I need to be okay with that. This is me
1: on my path <laughs> of grief going you know, through the, going through the seven uh, steps. A sign of of growing and maturing is to accept your flaws. Yeah, exactly. This is me maturing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm a fuckwit. So, anyway. (laughs) Josh and Rex, thanks for keeping me company while... Decorating and keeping me entertained during menial tasks. I always put you guys on my speaker and listen to you around the house. Absolutely love that these guys are always referencing some of my favorite things as well, like Ace Ventura, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and loads more. The guys are also active on their social media groups and interactive with fans, which is nice. Keep up the good work. Reeves, be with you. Rachel, London, UK.
1: Reeves, be with you as well. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Keanu (laughs) Speed. Keanu fucking speed.
0: Yeah. Hey, speaking of interacting with our fans, uh, we have a long neglected voicemail that we wanted to get around to. A uh, large part of the reason we didn't do it earlier is because it was about an episode we hadn't gotten to yet. Yep, it was about the last episode we did and... Weight of the World. It was very short and uh, just the very first part of your... Uh, voicemail Callista is, uh, who our voicemail is from. Um, but you said something about church PTSD and boy, howdy. I don't think there's anything that, uh, Rex and I can relate with more than church
1: PTSD. <laughs> yeah. Or at least religion PTSD. I think me a little bit more so because, uh, m- my family is, uh, very, very religious. Well, it's not a pissing contest, Rex. But you, you never got carted off to fucking Bible camp, my friend.
0: Yes, I did. You did multiple times. How
1: have we? How have we not talked about that?
0: Oh my god, everybody! We always have conversations <laughs> like this. We've known each other what eleven years now. More than that, and I we think keep we're up to twelve. Keep learning new things <laughs> that make our childhoods sound more and more similar.
1: It's creepy. It's really it's creepy. Really creepy. <laughs> Um, your mom nowadays, though, doesn't seem all that religious to me, not compared to. Oh, absolutely to my, not nearly as much as um, she used to be. <laughs> but yeah, we, we both have plenty, but I still plenty of religious trauma. I
0: still have a very religious grandmother who is trying desperately to save my soul. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I had a few <laughs> terrible experiences in high school. Well, I guess I wouldn't call it terrible so much as I was watching a televangelist on TV. I don't know why. <laughs> who knows other than you know young impressionable kid streaming yeah. wasn't a thing yet obviously i'm old <laughs> anyway uh, and there was this like fucking kid even when i was like 10 years old or however old i was this person looked like a kid to me so they couldn't have been more than like 20 tops and they were just going around the audience asking them a question only letting them get like three words into it. And then they would just pull the mic back and say, you are going to hell. And yeah. for some reason it really hit me hard. I was like, oh, I'm going to hell. And that's obviously what they want. Yes. Um, And I went to my bedroom and I bawled my fucking eyes out about it. Um,
1: And I came out an atheist. See, I, di- I didn't uh, come to that realization. It was between seven and eighth grade. I held on to that uh, agnostic banner for a bit up until uh, tail end of high school.
0: I gave up on, well, I didn't really ever give up on agnosticism. I just started using the term atheist because it stops conversations quicker. And I don't want to talk about it all the fucking time. It does. And there's a lot of people I just don't want to talk about it with.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, there yeah, they're lots still, more voicemail. Yeah, there's still lots of voicemail from Callista.
0: The next big point I made notes on was uh, uh, you were talking about the, some demons are just softies because we were talking about how Spike uh, actually stopped to console Terra because she felt so bad about uh, singeing him by opening up the blinds. Your question was, are some demons just
1: softies? And I think we actually did talk about we we talked absolutely about this covered this. Fairly, uh, just concisely. Yeah. Uh, I think our conclusion was mainly uh, since vampires tend to bring out the inner person. Since Spike, before he was turned, was a real, real big softie. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes him seem a bit more soft around the edges as a vampire as well.
0: Yeah. Short answer, yes.
1: Yes. They are
0: c- occasionally just big softies. I mean, yeah, Spike is so soft.
1: Right. I mean, compared to other vampires, like, right. I mean, hell, you even compare him to Angelus, and like, Spike is way more of a softy than Angelus.
0: Well, and as far as we know, he's an isolated incident. We've never right. witnessed the behavior of a vampire who's had a chip in them to change their behavior based on harming humans. Mm-hmm. And he's been shoved into this uh, situation. I almost want to say he's got Stockholm syndrome bad. Except they're not actually his captors. However, they're the only people he can actually interact with anymore. Right. Demons think he's a useless wuss because he can't
1: fight and kill people. Right. And so he fights demons. And yeah, and the demons don't like him because he also he fights the demons because like he needs to get the bloodlust out somewhere. Yeah. So, so yeah.
0: I don't necessarily think it's so much that he's a softie, so much as he has been forced into this situation where it's the only way he can get any amount of social interaction.
1: Yeah, that's that's not a bad theory. And I mean there is some some psychological data that kind of backs that up the whole idea that you put a mask on for so long, it it stops being a mask. Yeah. And on top of that though, he does he is really good
0: at playing sides and he knows what's good for him and Uh, Being useful to the Scooby gang is good for him. Oh, yeah. It's good for his safety. I mean, that's what's kept him alive to this point. Exactly. And also uh, having them like him to the point where they don't want him dead uh, not only gives him a sense of belonging that he doesn't have with Angel or Drusilla or uh, what's her name? Angel's old girlfriend, uh, Darla. Yeah. Darla? Darla. Darla? Darla! 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 <laughs> That's correct. So yeah, it gives him a sense of belonging. Um, I mean, just because he's a sociopath or a psychopath doesn't mean he doesn't need that. Right. Um, and I think it's... You're right, though. It really does feel like he's starting to actually enjoy being with him with these people for the right reasons, even if he got there in a really fucked up way. Yeah. Uh, there was also... Uh, you wanted to know specifically... Uh, that thing that I mentioned a while back about how strong Buffy is, there is definitely some super nerd a fucking nerd out there on the Internet calculated based on things that Buffy has been observed doing um, almost exactly how strong she is and what she's capable of doing based on evidence. And I remember exactly what you're talking about, but I cannot for the life of me remember where to find that information. Uh, I would have to sift through so much backlog of texts and emails, and I actually tried to uh, do a search on my email, and it didn't come up with anything. But I think if you jump on Reddit and do some searching, you might find it there. I want to say it was a Reddit post. Um, it seems like so it. so. Start there, um, and I'm lo-
1: gonna I'm gonna dig into it as well. I keep meaning to, and yeah,
0: completely and forgetting. It, it might bug me too, and I, I might dig into that. So hang in there. The information is out there.
1: I mostly just want to compare her strength to Spider-Man. <laughs> Fantastic. Could she kick Spider-Man's ass? And if that thread doesn't exist, you can get
0: so many upvotes on Reddit for that. Yeah. My God. So, yeah, you were talking a lot about episode 21 and how you want to help that little kid and how it really speaks to her connection with Willow. And yes, I I completely agree. And... Uh, can recognize that this uh, speaks deeply to your core and you've yeah. been through some shit. Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned
1: the representation of the psychological state that she is in, and I don't remember if we actually talked about that at the time during the episode. I think but,
0: we were too busy making fun of it being, oh, this just turned into that episode. Right. A lot
1: of the time. And there was, a, there was definitely a bit of that, but... You know, after listening to the voicemail again and everything, it does, you know, I do like how the visions in that dream state are represented. Mm-hmm. They're inconsistent, they're not chronological, and they kind of jump back and forth, which is very realistic to how, it, you know, a dreamscape works. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. And I think the biggest thing with that whole scene that really hit with me is it, in some ways, did humanize Buffy because think like she's the slayer sure, but she's still a person and none of her superpowers have anything to do with the psychological aspects of being who she is. That's true and I do I do have to agree with Callista that the, it's a good representation of like the weight of the world on on a person's shoulders like this like that is an immense amount of pressure and she's just a young woman.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I, you know, I was kind of thinking about it a lot while I was editing and I realized, uh, I was kind of a a little, probably a little too dismissive of where they went with this episode in terms of exploring, uh, Buffy and how, Oh, this isn't the action packed, uh, romp through the park that I wanted it to be. But, you know, that's not necessarily like, yeah. Buffy is supposed to be a empowering, feminist Mm. piece and that includes talking about mental health yeah and not just skimping over it and uh letting it go right over everybody's heads and do that same fucking toxic masculinity thing yeah that says well men don't cry and so women can't either when they're strong so no this was absolutely where it needed to go yeah and thank you for remind
1: helping remind me of that and you know you uh, you closed your your last voicemail off with thanking us for the good we do to to put it in your words and i actually want to say that i greatly appreciate that appreciation because Ditto. um this is a hobby for us we aren't really getting money for doing this like we have the patreon we have the merch and everything but there's not so much coming in that like we're really making any money for our time on this. Yeah, we're not paying our rent with it. And we've both been going through some times. You've been super busy and I, my mental health has been a goddamn wreck. And and thank you for paying attention. You said yeah. it sounds like um, we've got some good stuff
0: going on and some bad stuff. And yeah, that's absolutely what's going on for and, both of us. Uh,
1: to all our fans that actually listen to the show, um, it's been a long four years that we've been doing this. Uh, it's going on five, it's
0: yeah, coming r- real <laughs> close to five.
1: And uh, I, there's not many things in my life that I've actually been able to stick to lo- that long. Mm-hmm. With with the way my ADHD is, and and the fans of this show, fans that I never really expected to actually have mm-hmm. uh, when we started doing this, makes it amazing. Yeah, podcasting
0: is not nearly as easy as it sounds. No, <laughs> uh, that's why there's a million failed podcasts out there, or podcasts that pod faded yeah if you will and uh, it's that kind of feedback that helps us keep going so thank you yeah so
1: like i said thank you for your thank you
0: yeah and thanks for calling in Callista. well i
1: think uh i yeah i i think that it's time for the a mom synopsis joshua what are you doing joshua
0: the dance of joy what the fuck <laughs> does it look like mom <laughs> what the hell do you have to be happy about joshua <laughs> Because I never have to live in your house, in your dimension, ever again. Whee! Well, maybe you should be doing the dance of dishonor. Yeah? Well, maybe you should go out into the hills where the ground is thorny and parched, beat your breast, and curse the loins that gave birth to such a cretinous boy child. I already do that each morning before I feed Joshua. <laughs> oh, well. Then uh bye. <coughs> oh, by the way, you should get your cow checked out. He looks sick. <laughs> oh, you mean the the slayer of the drocken demon, Angel? You named your cow? <laughs> and he's a better warrior than you? <laughs> I shit, I guess when you put it that way. I can't say I'm surprised, Joshua. Well, it's a funny story, Mom. You see, because today on Angel, Cordelia saves the A-Team from certain death by pardoning them. Angel and Lauren fuck off to find some clues about interdimensional hotspots while Cordy, Gunn, and Wes hang back to do some light research, in which they discover a Trionic book series about the prophecy of the Cursed One, whom the Trombley have dubbed Cordelia. They figure out she's supposed to boink something called the Gruselug, so they try to escape. Wes and Gunn make it out through the sewers, but Cordy gets held back, where she meets the Gursalug, and doesn't get to boink him after she gets a little too comfy making proclamations and pardoning Lorne again. Meanwhile, Angel saves Fred from a beheading, and Lorne's family celebrates him as a valiant warrior. Angel, (laughs) not Lorne. They escape, and Angel has to convince Fred that she hasn't gone crazy and is in fact a math expert and a librarian from LA, and she can get back home. His demon side gets out of control, and Angel has a bit of a meltdown after protecting Fred from two knights on horses that found them. Perhaps he'll stay there forever now. Gunn and Wesley get captured by the cows of the woods and are in a short line to be beheaded and displayed on pikes. Oh, and the priests totally cut off Lauren's head and served it to Cordy on a platter. The end. Ladies, gentlemen, spiny-headed-looking creatures. Soon as the sun goes down, down, vampire, vampire. Soon as the
1: sun goes down, vamp, vampire. Competition is a beautiful thing. You know, it it's actually been a little bit since uh, you actually caught me off guard with the synopsis. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, that, I was not expecting the dance of joy right out of the gate. <laughs> well, what else is there to talk
0: about this episode? For fuck's sake. We could do a whole episode just about the dance of joy.
1: <laughs> I have even more fun information on that. And then a bonus episode
0: on the dance of honor. It's. I, I think I might know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Probably. Anyway, we'll wait until we get there. uh, We start the episode off where we left the last one, which is in the throne room where Cordy is just so happy to see the gang that she just wants them to grovel. Yeah. A little bit of a little bit of milking for some adoration there. Yeah. Get down on your knees and tell me you love me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and they're they're all just flabbergasted and doing their best impersonations of what they think it is to be incredulous as unconvincingly as possible. <laughs> and doing a pretty good job of it, if you ask yeah. me. Because I don't believe their incredulity at all. Yeah. It's all very corny. And I just, I feel their thoughts of god how did i get myself into this as they're playing the roles in a little bit
2: <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> or at least i'm getting paid uh so cordelia is playing the uh, i'm gonna fuck around with not helping my friends game and she's all yeah i could help you <laughs> and then fucking Narwhack, this fucking guy
1: i'm so glad that he's in this episode as little as he is
0: as little as possible <laughs> absolutely Shall we gut the cows now that you might dine on their ignoble flesh, oh, most high? You're most high if you think that's going to happen. Besides, shouldn't there be some extended groveling first, as you mentioned, aforementioned? And then she almost gets them fucking beheaded.
1: Yeah, she's like, off their heads, just kidding. It's like, what if they didn't listen to your just kidding?
0: What if they didn't know the idiom just kidding? Right? There's no universal yeah. translator here. You just got fucking lucky that they speak English. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the bigger question, how do they know the idiom, just kidding?
1: Yeah. Because that, like, I can't I can't honestly think of any way that they would be able to figure that out.
0: Yeah. Darmak and Jalad, when the walls fell. Yeah. That kind of shit. Like, how do you... <laughs> kidding? <laughs> what... Uh, Imagine that being directly translated. I guess that actually might translate well. Be like
1: they're childing. What do you mean they're being (laughs) childing? It depends. Well, if do they have goats? Because the term "kid" Mm. uh, originates with goats, right? But I imagine the universal translator operates on
0: partially on intentions of the word. As well as literal, uh, I don't know who mind. knows, never mind. So, it regardless of if they know the idiom, kidding. Also, her timing sucked, right? And they're she's so lucky that they hesitated,
1: yeah. They're like, We've got the blades at the throat, we just need you to confirm that's not how that fucking works, right? The, mo- the moment she said off of their heads, one of them could have just been like.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised one of them wasn't just like, oh look, she- there goes your
1: jugular. Yeah, no, you
0: weren't using it. They wanted to kill them so bad. Like you're just being irresponsible,
1: Cordelia. Yeah. Anyway, opening
0: credits. It's fine. What could possibly go wrong?
1: So, yeah, after the opening credits, we're back in the throne room. Cordy kicks everyone except for the Scooby gang out. With her important voice. Yes, with her important voice. <laughs> they're, you know, very happy to to see her. Oh, but not. They actually just want food.
0: She's legitimately happy to see them now. Yes. And then she gets her comeuppance because they're like, yay, food. Which
1: and they have been like in a cell for a bit.
0: Yeah. They had like a whole fucking day long adventure last episode. I'm sure they didn't eat during any of it. However, um, my question is, is there any nutritional value at all to a candle? candle? Because ex- I could not fucking tell what gun was eating. It looked like a candle. <laughs> I did not notice. <laughs> I was like, did, is it raw corn on the cob? I can't tell. It did not look like fruit of anything that I'm familiar
1: with. Anyway. Maybe it wasn't actually real food that they had on set. And he didn't realize that it wasn't real food? Yeah, they had to eat wax food.
0: <laughs> and I could totally see that happening. Just though. to fill up the basket, they put candles in there. It's like yeah. wax is wax, right? I don't see what... <laughs> what's the problem? Anyway, Cordy does a crap job of explaining how she got where she is yeah. to Wesley.
1: God, they don't do very much explaining very well at all in this episode. <laughs> right? Um. But, yeah, Lauren actually guesses what has happened. He figures it out immediately. Uh, well, and he knows the culture and the the prophecy and all that. But And he knows Cordelia. Yeah. So, of course, it makes perfect sense that he would figure it out immediately. Yeah, he guesses that she had a vision and that they decided that she's cursed. And there's a whole prophecy about, you know, the cursed one. And she's the
0: Messiah. Therefore, they made her the princess. I don't know why they didn't use the term queen yeah, that that actually bothered me. <laughs> Other than the fact that she's clearly not actually in control of anything, they're just kind of letting her play right. at it for right. a minute.
1: But yeah, it's uh specifically a prophecy by with the Covenant of Trombley?
0: Trombley. Trombley. Oh, Trombley is the name of the Covenant of the Priest. Yes. Ah, I thought okay, I got that confused with the uh the race of Lawrence demons. Ah, uh, no, no. Okay.
1: I don't know what their race name is, though.
0: Yeah, I haven't figured I that out. I just know
1: that they're of the Deathwatch clan.
0: Right? Whatever. Fuck it. Yeah, I the don't demons th- from Pylea.
1: Yeah. But um they start to discuss the portal situation. They mention that they used the book just like Cordy did. And they don't have the book. There's been a whole problem there. And, you know, she's about to... Say more, but then she's distracted by Angel's distraction by his pretty, pretty face. Mm-hmm. And his poofy hair. <laughs> I actually really loved this little bit here.
0: He's so obsessed with his accidentally amazing hairdo to pay any goddamn attention. Wesley explains it away. Uh, not the hair, but just him being able to see himself. Yeah. Yes, the, the metaphysical laws which govern our world don't seem to apply here. Which
1: you know it makes total sense to me, but uh, I I just liked the bit here when he's like confused at what he's seeing in the mirror and he and his hair, and Cordy's like, like Cordy's just like, oh no, it's always been like that. That's <laughs> that's just how it is, and Angel's response is something along the lines of, and nobody's told me,
0: and if for no other reason other than to shut him up, she's like, you look good. Like, she begrudging, right. so begrudgingly gives him a compliment. She knows he's a handsome boy. Oh, yeah. She knows it. I think she just, uh, she doesn't want him to be too confident.
1: Yeah. Oh, th- We especially I mean, don't want him to be too happy. Right. Yeah. Because that's a problem. Especially
0: in this dimension, apparently. <laughs> which we'll get to. Yes. But yeah, Wes recommends that Angel go out with Lorne to find Landokmar. And I'm like, God damn it, I knew we weren't done with this fucker. But I'll take him over Narwhack any day. God, yes. (laughs) I I thought Cordy's line was funny where she says, In kind of a hurry to get back to the Cordelia is not a princess dimension, aren't ya? (laughs) She makes that point many times through this episode. Well, yes, of course they're in a hurry, Cordelia. You're the princess. (laughs) And they're not. Yeah, I'd be in a hurry, too. Uh,
1: I did like how...
0: I'm in danger.
1: (laughs) I did like how Lauren starts to be like, oh, no, we don't need to go talk to my family. (laughs) And Wesley just very gracefully is like, well, you don't want to be stuck here, do you, Lauren? You wouldn't want to be stuck here. You either talk to your family or we're stuck here. (laughs) And Lauren's like, well, I definitely don't want that. Deal with that. Fucker,
0: move the plot forward. Yes. Why don't you? I dare (laughs) you. So, cut to some dingy-ass fucking hole somewhere in Pylea. Yes. Barshone and Silas argue about the blasphemy of worshipping a cow.
1: Yeah. There's they're not very happy about this. There's
0: a very racist joke in there somewhere. Yeah. Not gonna go there, but it's okay. Silas has Cordelia's back, at least until after the comshock shock, if she survives it. Yeah. Then they can do whatever they want with her. Good old
1: comshock. shock.
0: Good old Silas. Yeah. Yeah, protecting Cordelia for selfish purposes, <laughs> very temporarily. Yeah.
2: Hmm. I don't want to share my feelings. I don't want to open up. I want to find the guy that killed Tina, and I want to look him in the eye. Then what? Then I'm going to share my feelings. <sighs>
0: cut to back on the old dusty trail
1: yeah the the homestead if as it were
0: yes well okay yeah just getting off of the old dusty trail yeah and arriving at the homestead which is kind of on a dusty trail yeah it's basically just a dusty trail with a, a shack on it
1: yeah and of, they do not live in luxury here and, in Pilea. A, and, and a
0: bunch of demons that live in it so they find Lauren's family fairly quickly uh, he is recognized immediately by a burly older man of his species, or so it appears. They call from across the field, from across the distance, Kravlorn Swath, can it be true? I've often prayed that I might look upon your face again. Lauren approaches, and then they spit in Lauren's face, and I think there were some lines in between there that I cut out. You have shamed our clan and betrayed your kind. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> that really got me. I was not expecting that. Uh, (laughs) and they obviously just cast some burly dude
1: yeah (laughs) just called him mom tom something starts with an h i can't remember what it was from the wiki
0: Mm. so she's super ashamed of him beats her breast and curses her loins every morning every morning every morning just before she feeds yeah Lauren inquires (laughs) if his mom remembers anything about portals to no avail nope but you know what they do remember rex What's that? Feasting and dancing. You know who especially remembers feasting and dancing? Who? Numfar. <laughs> Numfar.
1: And they tell Numfar <laughs> to do the dance of joy, and so he does. And I like that he in the background, Numfar just doing his little dance of joy, doing his up thing. until the point when his mom's like, "No longer do the dance of joy, Numfar," <laughs> and then he just abruptly stops. Yes, yeah. I enjoyed it up until the point where I read that
0: Numfar is played by none other than. Joss Whedon. He who must not be named.
1: Yeah. Didn't look like him at all. No, I mean, you know, he's. I could not
0: tell. He must have been very young there.
1: He is. He, he is pretty young and he was pretty far away and, you know, covered in makeup. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy the dance, though. He just looked a
0: lot thinner than I yeah. am used to seeing him. I must have only seen pictures of him when he's older. Yeah. And I assumed he was that old when he was doing Buffy. Right. The show.
1: Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I, I actually really liked the dance that Numfire was doing. It was goofy as all hell. It was so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I I couldn't quite handle it. I
0: personally I was like, this is pushing it. Even for fuck <laughs> even for this ridiculous shit. I guess at least it gave me a sense of okay, the
1: show knows what it is. Yeah. It hasn't quite forgotten what it is. It's just struggling with that identity a little bit. Right.
0: (laughs) That the fucking creator himself had to jump in there. Because I was thinking before I knew that it was him,
1: I was like, man, where'd they find this fuck nut? (laughs) I wonder if he did it because they couldn't find anyone who wanted to do it. Right. I was like,
0: man, that takes some staggering confidence because that (laughs) is clearly improvised. Yeah. That was not choreographed dancing. Exactly. (laughs) So anyway, Lauren's mom tells them to fuck off, but (laughs) Landokmar recognizes Angel and proclaims him a great warrior and slayer of the Draken. So they immediately wrap him in warrior's garb, and Landok tells him that he's going to come to the village feast, and Lauren is powerless to stop it. And Angel, uh, while at first... Seemed resistant to the
1: idea, is warming up to it rather quickly. They show him a mirror of himself wearing the 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 cloak robes thing that they gave him. And a and necklace. He, he just likes it. Yeah. He's like, hey, that's a good look on me. And you know, it makes perfect sense to me that he thinks it looks good. Because he hasn't seen himself in a mirror for 250 years. Yeah. A, that, and B, he hasn't, like, when he last saw himself in a mirror, it was in... Ireland. Oh, right. And like you know, when something like this like being swathed in fur like this would have been very luxurious and, you know, the thing to have. Yeah, I can see
0: that. Hmm, that makes sense. Yeah,
1: I'll go with that. Yeah, I like my logic too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, So Numphar continues to dance stupidly in the background. Yes, the dance of honor
1: this time though, which is not very different. Not much different. No, Pretty sure the bunny hop was in there. I did uh, get... I did want to do kind of an honorable mention. I thought it was uh, not not so much quote of the day worthy, but the idea when Lauren mentions to Angel, you know how I said that there's no music here? Yeah, I wish it was the same for dancing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and if, if that is representation of all dancing in Pylea, I very much agree with him. (laughs) (laughs) And it makes me wonder how the, like, that's a very chicken in the egg situation.
0: How do you get dancing without music? Yeah, I don't. It's weird. Anyway, cut back to the castle. The castle? (laughs) Have fun storming the castle. (laughs) Think it will work? It would take a miracle. (laughs) Ah, Miracle Max. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's only mostly dead, except Billy Crystal is very much alive. Yes. I don't know about the woman that played his wife, except I think they're both about as old as
1: their characters were supposed to be. Yeah. In that movie now, probably. Yeah. No, they're they're both they're both still alive. I'm pretty sure about that. Good. And I have not watched that movie in a while. I should rewatch it. Definitely
0: do for a rewatch. So we're at the castle. Wesley yes. finds some books and figures out that three of them are trionic. Trionic. Fu- I
1: looked it up and this is not a thing.
0: I was going to say, I wonder if that's a <laughs> real fucking word or a real I, thing.
1: I One of the reasons why I was uh, running a bit behind in the, my show notes was that I spent way too long clearing whether or not this is an actual thing. Hmm. <laughs> There are a couple instances of the word Trionic being, like, brand names of things. Hmm. But as far as I can tell, it is not a thing and has never been a thing up until it was mentioned that this was the case. Uh-huh. Huh. Huh. So, yeah. Well, that's funny. Yeah,
0: that's good because I would never want to read a Trionic book series. Yeah, that would be fucking awful. Um for anybody who hasn't recently watched the episode and doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about, he's got 3 books and instead of them being volume 1, 2 and 3, yeah. You have to read all 3 of them at the same time and you have to take cues from context to know when to move to the next book.
1: Yeah. God, that would be I, a nightmare. Can we just say that uh Wesley's ability with languages is impressive. A little too impressive. A little too impressive, but like, I kind of like the idea that he's just that good. Yeah, we gotta give the like, man credit where credit's due. Because like, he's able to pick up that the language is similar to some old demon languages that mm-hmm. he knows, but the fact that he knows it just well enough to be able to figure out that it, it's Trionic, is super fucking impressive and let's not even talk about the fact that he happens to be in the right place in all three books to be able to figure that out right like what if the books aren't exactly the same number of pages
0: the motherfucker knows his syntax yeah gotta give him that it is impressive so he, he also notices a picture of a heart on the cover of one of the books yes and cordelia correctly corrects him that it is in fact a bambi (laughs) also acceptable terms are thump thump or snort snort yes Mm -hmm. Uh, furthermore he figures out that cordelia is gonna have to calm shock a gruselog yeah quote of the day here cordy says what does that mean wesley says i have no idea Gunn says, sounds dirty if you ask me. <laughs> Cordy says, nobody
1: did. But should have. Right? Yeah. He, he's he's accurate.
0: Gunn is my spirit animal <laughs> on this day, in this moment. And then her and Gun bicker briefly about making the priest translate the book for them, or rather the logistics thereof. Yep. And Wesley does all the heavy lifting and figures out that the books each have pictures on the covers. One a wolf, one a ram- and the other, a thump-thump. A heart, if uh, you will. If, And I might. Wolfram heart. Gerba thump-thump. Gerba thump-thump. What's the other one? Um, dog and sheep snort-snort. Yeah. Yep. Um. I don't know how I feel about this revelation. I love it. It's pretty much the only thing pulling me back in. I'm like, yes, Wolfram and heart. They've got I'm not their, sure. Well, we, we already know that it's run by interdimensional beings. It makes yeah. perfect sense that they would be fucking up other dimensions. Yeah, that's fair. And it makes me wonder if um, they have any origins in this dimension or if they've just been fucking with it the way they have
1: Earth. Okay, yeah. I did not think about that. those implications, and that would be nice to explore.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, so it really got
1: my head back in the game just a little bit. Well, good.
0: So, yeah, maybe they shouldn't be trusting the priests. I mean, was anybody trusting them, really? Right. Like... Their voices sound like they're talking on a fucking payphone through <laughs> a, a voice disguiser app. <laughs> right. And they've all got face tattoos. Actually, they kind of
1: all look like Darth Maul.
0: Yeah. You know you can't trust people with face
1: tattoos. Ever. 100%. I, I disagree with that.
0: I knew you would. <laughs> I also disagree with that, which is why I said it that way. That's good. Mm-hmm.
2: You're not real. Or well, I'm not real. Some up here isn't real, and I suspect it's you. So if you're not real, then that that my head came off back there, and then I'm dead now. Dead.
1: We go from the dunt undone to Angel telling stories and, and Lauren just having none of it. And they, they I don't know what he's drinking, though, because apparently they don't have alcohol here. Oh, yeah. Or if they do, they don't know it because they can't get drunk. Right. But it's he just had like, mentioned before that he didn't, one of the reasons he didn't want to go to Pylea was they don't have alcohol. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't, don't think what he's
0: drinking. Anybody would drink alcohol because it tastes like <laughs> shit. And if it doesn't get you drunk. Well, you know the reason why it became a thing, right? Yeah, because otherwise you would get dysentery from drinking water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you can make wine without it being so alcoholic that you get drunk off of it. So you can drink it all day. It's kind of a misnomer that they make it look like in like Game of Thrones or whatever, or Blackadder, right. any kind of medieval anything, that, uh, that they were all drunk all the time because they were drinking wine and beer it's like no they just had really low abv shit
1: yeah there's also the there's a myth around uh egyptians and slaves and uh, this is very wishy-washy data anyway but it does correlate to some other information of things in that time with with laborers and whatnot uh they would give them essentially you know liquid bread that's Hmm. alcoholic and the idea is, is you know, if you have laborers, you give them that at the end of the day, it gives them all these nutrients and calories and knocks them the fuck out. Uh, so they gave them Guinness. Yes. Excellent.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a good
1: deal to me. So, like, in Pylea, they just have brutality and they eat humans. So, you know, yes. maybe, maybe they don't feel the need to. Get people drunk.
0: Still trying to figure out where they got their human population, but maybe they'll cover that someday, somehow. Yeah, maybe. Uh, probably. Ch- Will they come through the portals? Duh. Oh, I see. All right. It's a land of the lost. It really is land of the lost. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> so, and I thought I was just making a shitty reference at first. <laughs> so, yeah, he, Angel's enjoying being seen as a hero. Lauren's annoyed as fuck and just wants to go. Uh, and then Landokmar asks Angel to swing the Kreble. Yep. Perform the Bachnals.
1: Swing the Kreble.
0: And he's like, ooh, that sounds fun. And Lauren doesn't quite register what that is until
1: Angel's already fucked off to do it. Yeah. Oh, the Kreble. Uh-oh. And Lauren chases after, trying to be like, hey, you shouldn't want to do that. <laughs> uh, just, fair warning. Uh, how do you feel about slaughtering innocents? <laughs> <laughs> Cut back to the castle. Yep. Back into the throne room, uh, Wesley and Cordy are having a bit of a spat about the situation. I
0: want to stay and be a pretty, pretty princess!
1: Did you ever play that game? No.
0: My little cousins made me play pretty, pretty princess when I was little.
1: No, I, di- I didn't really have any female cousins that I got to see very often. Ah. I won... I have a couple female cousins that are were our age, but they lived states away.
0: I never said they were female, Rex.
1: They made me feel like a girl.
0: No, one of them was female. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one was like four years younger than her. So ah. he was pretty impressionable. I was the weirdo. And I'm like 12 years old playing pretty, pretty princess.
1: What do you mean were? Why are you going all past tense with the weirdo bit? Oh, I see what you did there.
0: Explain it to me later. It'll sound like I knew what you were talking about. Yeah. Perfect. Glad we had this chat. So, <laughs> asides, <laughs> uh, the priest and her and Wesleyan gun trick them, hard air quotes, into revealing that the yeah. comm shock is a mating ritual and that she will be doing it with the gruselog, which is, uh, you know, something they had to summon from the scum pits of Ur.
1: Yeah. Sounds like a not pleasant place.
0: The scum pits? Yeah. I've been there. It wasn't that bad. Really? No. Sounds smelly. So as soon as she hears about that and correctly presumes that it is probably smelly, she tries to leave. Yeah. But she does it in the dumbest way possible, and she (sighs) does it very obviously and directly through the priests that
1: are standing in her way. And therefore, you know, they're not dumb, and they don't let her. You ever notice... How certain writers of this show believe that Cordy is an idiot, and then other writers decide that she's not.
0: Yeah, it's almost like they have misogynists on the writing team.
1: Yeah. You can definitely tell when the wrong people are writing her character. Yeah. Well, I,
0: I think you can tell that the wrong people are writing this entire storyline. Yeah. It's ever since they started thinking about going to pilot. Hey
1: guys, how do we write three episodes where we keep a character in a sequence bra?
0: i don't know i'm tired hey fucknut over here hasn't (laughs) written any why don't we make
1: him do it that's that's how they wrote this they even make a few jokes later about that and it just uh... (laughs) about what (sighs) the outfit
0: oh right yeah Yeah. the priests end up leaving her alone in the throne room and now she's all about getting the fuck out of there no more pretty pretty
1: princess for her back to the village Yeah, where we discovered Bachnell is an execution, uh, specifically of Fred, and the Krebel
0: is an axe. Uh Uh-huh. Well, goddammit, they're hungry, and we got cows to kill. Let's start with Fred. Sure. Yeah. Man, I didn't think you were going to be
1: so easily swayed on that. I mean, honestly, I think Fred's a poor choice. Right, she's been starving in the hills for quite a while. She's quite thin.
0: No fucking meat on her bones, but, you know... Maybe they assume that killing her uh, will free up more food for them because she's been stealing all their food. Obviously, look how fucking engorged she is. (laughs) Jesus. She burns off all the calories running back and forth to steal food.
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) So, So, yeah, obviously the moment Angel realizes what's going on, he refuses to swing the crebble.
0: Yeah, he can't kill a cow
1: because he thinks it's people right
0: what a fucking jewel. he thinks
1: it's paypal <laughs> what an asshole
0: Lauren's <laughs> mom and landock yell various annoying ren fair sounding things at angel about not killing the cow <laughs> angel pulls fred up and tries to back away slowly until of course the mob attacks yeah and the day is saved by Lauren and his his other s- superpower yeah
1: his stellar vocals oh yeah
0: Singing, of course. What else would he use to fight with? Uh, He sings Stop in
1: the Name of Love.
0: Yeah. So now we know why they don't have music in that dimension. Yeah, it hurts them. It's worse than nails on a chalkboard to them. And apparently it burns. Right? Huh. As Lawrence sings Stop in the Name of Love and gets to the think it over part, uh, they time it perfectly so that... Uh, He gets hit in the stomach as he's saying, thinking, oh, whoa, shit. And it's hilarious. (laughs) Nomination and quote of the day right there. Yeah. Because the rest of the whole singing part, I'm sorry. I thought it was fucking ludicrously dumb. A little bit. But so was the dancing. And again, the show knows
1: what it is. Right.
0: And at least they're demonstrating that for a change.
1: I kind of like the idea that they are portraying Lauren's home so ridiculously Uh-huh. because it, to me it kind of reflects the whole humor to deal with trauma mm-hmm. and it's an to me an overt metaphor for that just because like when you've had a lot of trauma you have to find the humor in it mm-hmm. otherwise it will eat you alive mm-hmm. and that's kind of the reflection i feel from how they're portraying lauren's family is like We find the humor in it, but it would actually be fucking terrible to live there, especially if, like, imagine before Lauren came to Earth and didn't know anything about Earth and didn't know music and, like, felt that outcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Being that much of a forward thinker amongst that crowd. Yeah. That would have been a personal hell. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Cut to the castle sewer hatch. Yes, Castle Sewer Hatch, where Cordy is complaining about how she's always got demons that want to bang her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just want you to find me a dimension where some demons don't want to impregnate me with its spawn. Is that too much to ask? What is it about me anyway? Do I put out some kind of come shuck me vibe? <laughs> Great play on words there. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, it's the comshock shock or the comshock, shock. I don't know
1: c o m - s h u k
0: and it being a made up word that's not super clever that they did a play on their own word but right. it's still it's kind of funny what it, given what the it, premise it's funny
1: it it gives me vibes of the shit i'm brain farting on the term what's the term for Vulcans when they go in heat ponfar ponfar it, that's it gives ponfar vibes for the name
0: yeah comshuck ponfar Definitely. Yeah. Sounds like it's the other side of the same coin, really. Yeah, a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, so she's like, do I put out some kind of come shuck me vibe? I mean, you'd tell me, right? <laughs> I'm kind of like, you know,
1: I, I don't think they would, Cordy. N- not necessarily. Because you, you kind They're of. They're also not demons. So maybe, maybe they don't. Smell what the demons smell.
0: Ah, that's that's part of
1: it. Maybe maybe she has a pheromone about her.
0: Right. I I think she very much does put out a come shuck me vibe. Yeah. Not so much that she wants it, so much as she's female. Kind of a damsel in distress
1: vibe, sort of thing.
0: And when you dress like that, oh, podcast over. (laughs) I'm going home. It's all reflective. <laughs> it's like she wanted me to come shuck her. Oh, God, I woof. Oh yeah, I'm torn on whether to be sorry about that.
1: Everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I think you'll come to that decision when you go to edit. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know we uh, get to kind of a quote of the day in my eyes as they're getting ready to go in the into the sewer. Cordy doesn't want to go in the sewer. You know, for sewer reasons, <laughs> it's <laughs> and, a
0: literal river of shit. Yes,
1: you don't need too many reasons. Yeah, and it, like it's got a flow to it. They they briefly show it, and oh it's, yeah, it's moving. It is that is a massive <laughs> river.
0: Like think Ghostbusters two.
1: Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking.
0: The <laughs> so says, "Why can't we use the front door?" Gun says. You really think you'd be able to get your booty out the front door? Hey! It's like, well, she's literally carrying
1: a basket of fucking stolen goods. He looks at her, cocks his head, points as that booty. And honestly, he chose those words specifically. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) He just really wanted to, like, get a zinger in there. Yeah, no, your front booty, not your back booty.
0: (laughs) Okay, not your front booty either. Um, Ain't nobody talking about your vagina. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, she's holding this basket of fucking jewel-encrusted jewelry and precious metal potpourri. Yeah. But yeah, puns. Well,
1: and she expresses that she just wanted some mementos of her time, you know, ruling. Sure. And also, like, think about how much fucking money that shit is probably
0: worth. Yeah, especially if it's some kind of metal that they don't even recognize. Yeah. Or it could be all completely worthless. Who yeah. knows? Anyway, yeah, plunder.
1: Get yeah, it? it? Booty? They find out that it's pinchback and not gold. Sure. P- I don't know what that is. Pinchback is uh, an alloy of zinc and copper and looks a lot like gold. Is it fool's gold? No, it is not fool's gold. It is gold-like plating they used to use back in Elizabethan times hmm. uh, to fake gold. Hmm. And it it's pretty close. Hmm. But it's fairly uh inexpensive and not worth much
0: well i learn something new every day
1: i was hoping for some demon fighting tonight but i wound up with a delivery job instead if i come back here on the end of a spatula i'm expecting some serious workman's comp i'm just messing with y'all
0: Anyway, Cordy might rather fuck the Grusalog than swim through a river of shit. I personally can't quite fault her for that.
1: <laughs> well, she's very hesitantly trying to like get into the sewer, and she obviously like hasn't worked herself up to it yet. And just as she's almost there Well,
0: I mean, it's not just any shit, it's alien demon shit. Yeah. Imagine the kind of staph infection you could get from that. Oh, oh god. Yeah. I know, right? And then, like, she's totally not dressed for that. Right. I mean, how do you dress for going through a river of shit if not a full (laughs) rubber suit and face mask? At least
1: probably wearing some sort of shoes and not, (laughs) like, in fucking heels like she is. Yeah. And, you know, maybe, just maybe, something resembling pants. (laughs) Just... And maybe just leave behind the basket. Yeah.
0: I mean, it looked like she, with with that skirt, you know, she had no
1: leg um, mobility. Right.
0: How are you supposed to do that?
1: Anyway, uh, before she even gets to climb down into the sewer to join Wes and Gun, the priest walks up and stops her. And he's like, oh, man, we really need to talk to the servants. They're leaving freaking trap doors open all over the place.
0: Directly to the sewer. You know what I thought they were going to do? Because she was basically sitting over the hole to the sewer. I thought they were going right. to turn around and be like, I'm sorry, we've interrupted you while relieving yourself, princess. Yeah, they could have gone with And that then joke. she was going to be like, oh, yeah, I was definitely pooping. So they find her. She doesn't act like she's taking a dump. Right. Which would have been a good play, honestly. Yes. There's half a chance that they wouldn't have cared.
1: Right. They'd have probably been like, well, that's what a cow's going to do.
0: Right, cow's going to poop. You need help with that cow? You need somebody to make strong eye contact with you while you're pooping? I know personally, I prefer strong eye contact.
1: Oh my god.
0: And for somebody to rub my tummy.
1: I'm I'm sorry, I would not be able to function in a society that that was the, the norm. So you couldn't be a cat. Got it. No,
0: definitely not. <laughs> And the priests inform her that the
1: Gruselag is approaching. Ah, yes. The Gruselag. Cut to outside. Cut to outside where Wes and Gunn are... Emerging from the sewer. Like Andy Dufresne. Similarly. Except they don't look like they swam through a river of shit.
0: No. But, uh... Whatever. They emerge outside and they realize Cordy didn't make it.
1: Oh, well. Better find Angel. Uh, fun fact that Morgan Freeman's line at the end of Shawshank Redemption when he says that Andrew Dufresne swam through a river of shit and came came out 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 smelling like a rose. Yeah. Like that's one of my absolute favorite lines from that movie. Oh, it kept going through my head
0: (laughs) the whole episode from that point on,
1: man. I wish we could just be like, Hey, Morgan Freeman, do you want to join our podcast? Yeah, he'll
0: get right on that. I've, I've already asked him. He's on his way. I promise. (laughs) So uh, they don't look like they swam through a river of shit at all, um, and they go to find Angel.
1: Yes. Cut to Angel. Uh, Him and Fred are on a horse. They they come to a stop, and Angel's kind of giving her the rundown of a plan of what they can do, and she just says bye and runs
0: off. Handsome man who saved me. (laughs) Okay, bye. Quite literally bye and fucks off. I fucking loved
1: it. I I, I don't know what about it hit, like, struck a chord with me, but I thought it was the funniest fucking thing that she's just... (laughs) She says that all dreamily and then just runs off. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: And she just happens to have been a short jaunt from a cave that she lives in. Yeah. And she thinks she's dead and she's not real... Because how could this possibly happen to her but uh he figures out who she is she's fred she's fred winifred burkle the librarian that came up missing five years ago and he freaks her out by knowing her full name and
1: things that she thought were only a dream from a long time ago yeah and she learns that the past that she thought was a dream wasn't a dream and she actually hasn't been here that long And there's, in fact, a way to go home, even though
0: she's convinced that there isn't. And she remembers that she needs to help Cordy when Angel mentions portals. Yes. But he puts her mind at ease about that as well, letting her know that they made Cordelia a princess. Which comes to a quote of the
1: day from me. Mine as well. She says, really? Oh, when I got here, they didn't do that. Well, that's nice for her. (laughs) felt so bad for her oh and just the fact that like you could tell the moment that Angel had said that he's like oh that was not the right thing to say wrong words oops I may have made a mistake I'm sure they'll make
0: you a princess eventually (laughs) now that they haven't chopped your head off right it's bound to happen any moment now I'm sure they'll come through that door any minute. No, it's not happening. Cut to the castle again. Yeah. Where Cordelia nervously rambles desperate things about taking it slow, you know, say three or four years. If they're still hitting it off, then maybe. Can I, can, I just say that she does the nervous rambling thing really well? She does. They they definitely play to her strength on that one, at least. And then she's like, do you think it would add an air of feminine mystery if I were to, you know, not be here? she obviously doesn't expect any of this to work but boy is she nervous because she thinks she's about to have to fuck some disgusting ass demon creature
1: thing yeah which is what i was expecting too turns out no the gruselog is a very very handsome man
0: well and they do this reveal so the door opens the gruselog approaches and this disgusting demon thing shuffles through the door Turns out he's just the bag man.
1: Yeah, he's just the caddy. <laughs> but no, the Grusalog is uh He kind of has a Tarzan look to him. A little bit. Yeah. Turns out he's uh he's very pretty.
0: He's, he's not a disgusting hell beast. He's just some chump named Chad. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't introduce himself as Chad. He's officially the Grusalog. Right. But in my headcanon, he's Chad. <laughs> so, uh, Oh, no, she has to fucking Chad. I wouldn't kick him out of bed. <laughs> Unless his dick popped out. And then I'd be like, hey, bro, you need to put that shit back in your pants. <laughs> this is bedtime, not dick not time. He's not really wearing pants. You, you need to you need to put that back in your pantaloons. <laughs> back in your leg coverings.
1: <laughs> leg coverings, there we go.
0: As Wesley so eloquently puts Jeez. it in a moment, in a little bit later. Cut back to Angel
1: and Fred. Basically, they've decided to head to the castle, but this was a bad idea because they get attacked. Angel throws Fred to the ground
0: to protect her from some approaching knight-looking dudes. I couldn't tell if they were the Darth Maul priests or if they were Lorne-like demons. I think they
1: were Lorne-like demons.
0: Okay. Uh, He's got her down on the ground. I really thought they were going to have one of those moments... Where they look deep into each other's eyes as he's straddling her and give us some (laughs) sexual tension because that's just what you do when shit like this happens (laughs) in TV shows and movies. But they actually kind of didn't go there. Well, it was just like, stay down. By the way, you're about to see some serious shit. Don't be scared.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And uh, it's a bit more serious of shit than what Angel had in mind.
0: Yeah, he's not wrong. (laughs) <laughs> he really undersold it. <laughs> so much more not wrong than he expected. Because he tries to vamp out, and I'm like, uh-oh, this isn't going to go well. No, And it doesn't go well. <laughs> no, he becomes green and spiky. He looks like Doyle almost. Not quite. Yeah, not quite, but it's similar. He, he
1: does it first, the first like bit of shot we see of him vamping out. Sure. But like later on when we see his face, it definitely looks less Doyle-like. But yeah, In the sunlight. He's still it's, green and spiky, yeah. though.
0: And Fred, of course, flips the fuck out. She's like, bad things always happen. Just after he'd gotten her convinced that good things can happen, he goes yeah. and does this. And he's got it. His mouth is f- fucking covered in sinew and blood. Yeah.
1: And he demon grapples oh, over there. You, not only does he, like, maul the dude, he rips off the guy's leg. Oh, did he? Yes. Oof, I didn't know. They actually, like, kind of showed him rip off the leg. Not very directly, but, like, heavily implied. Yeah, he fucks these guys
0: up. And then he snorkels... Snorkels? Like... (laughs) You know what I mean? Snarls. Snarls. And skitters. (laughs) He doesn't walk anymore. He's skittering. He's gone that... He's gone (laughs) full... fucking weirdo demon and it gets all up in Fred's face and then he's like nah you're not food there's some
1: flesh still stuck to his teeth
0: yeah remember he's your friend
1: question do you think they actually had David Boreanaz in this makeup
0: I absolutely do I could tell it was him oh really coming up in another scene it was definitely his acting
1: they probably did not have him during the moments when he's like jumping around on all fours.
0: Yeah, it, that might not have been him. It might not have been him when I, when he was attacking them directly, but there are the moment where he's looking into the pond of water later, it's definitely him.
1: I bet the person they put in the costume to jump to run around on All fours was the same person that they cast as that demon dog thing in the previous episode. Mm, it's possible. I mean how many people are on their books to cast for well we need a dude who can run on all fours
0: yeah I'm sure they keep him on the short call list you,
1: he was also probably the same person that was in the werewolf costume back in those episodes that was actually Seth Green not running on all fours yes there's there were some scenes where they where the werewolves were actually like really running on all fours though
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, Well, I mean, maybe he had a double for that. He definitely did a lot of his own werewolf um, Hmm. full makeup bodysuit work.
1: I didn't actually know that.
0: Yeah. uh, I saw an interview with him where he talks about it. Oh, makes sense. Or I saw an interview with somebody who talked about it and confirmed that he Hmm. did his own werewolf work. I would want to.
1: Right? I would want to.
0: Yeah, no, he was all about it. And he was young enough that he could get away with it. Yeah. He didn't, you don't have to be some souped up
1: a uh, stunt guy just to run on all fours uh there's actually a tiktoker who specifically has trained himself to be able to do it like mm. he started just doing a, a little bit every day mm-hmm. and like his forearms are fucking ripped neat like his forearms look like calves <laughs> I <suppose> they would. <laughs> and like it makes me kinda want to do that if I didn't have severely bad knee problems. Right.
0: <laughs> I feel like I could do it no problem because I do that shit in my dreams all the time. I, See, I know I brought up uh, last episode as well, but, dude, my, but my my, hand, my hands and knees would be like just destroyed. <laughs> when I think about it now, like realistically, that wouldn't go well. I can hold a note for a long time. <laughs> Actually, I can hold a note forever. But eventually, that's just noise. It's the change we're listening for. The note coming after and the one after that. That's what makes it music. Anyway, he, uh, angel, demon angel fucks off. Cut back yep. to Cordelia, where Gruselog boy rambles on about how hideously malformed and unsuccessful he is. And how tainted his blood is. And Cordelia needs a clean-up aisle throne room. Because <laughs> quote of the day here, Grucelog Boy says, As I matured, these defects became more apparent. The Covenant soon determined that there could be no mistake. There was cow's blood in my veins. Cordy <laughs> says, so, <laughs> heck, I'm all cow or human.
1: <laughs> I don't
0: know why I thought that was so funny, but.
1: No, it, the delivery made it. The She's del- like, so
0: what? I'm a cow. <laughs> you watched Rocco's Modern Life, right? Yes. Do you remember the episode? It's the one where they fight City Hall. Uh, oh,
1: God, I know.
0: Rocco fought City Hall. Rocco fought City Hall. I... Anyway, he's riling the crowd. And he says something like, what are we, wild pigs or something? And somebody (laughs) in the crowd raises their hand and says, I'm a wild pig. (laughs) 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 And that goes through my head at least three times a day, every day.
1: Um, Speaking of Rocco's modern life, that actually came up recently, Rocco specifically, uh, because TikTok Offered up a new voice filter that people can use to mask their voice when doing TikToks. Interesting, and it's fucking Rocco. Weird. I'll have to show it to you, and I've been meaning to show it to you, but I keep forgetting. It like it is unquestionably Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life. It just
0: sounds like him. Yeah, it's not a like an image. I as don't. Well.
1: No, it's not an image or anything. It's just a voiceover dub effect. Huh. I look forward to hearing that. So. Uh, more Wild <laughs> exactly. So Courtney's <laughs> like, I'm a cow.
0: <laughs> and uh, he keeps talking about all his imperfections, which are just making her more and more attracted to him. Finally, she's like, get out in a very modern, idiosyncratic way. Yeah. And they all, of course, take her completely literally. And she rolls with it. And then she's like, wait, the
1: log stays. And... Uh, I do want to mention I really really enjoyed this little bit where she's just rolling with her own mistake. I basically used this sort of circumstance to uh, explain to my partner we were talking about ways that confidence shows up for people. Because socially speaking, I tend to be very confident, carry myself very confidently, and my partner struggles with that sometimes. And we were talking about how the difference between being confident and acting confident and you know how like what what that means and one of the ways that i feel that really works for like being able to carry yourself very confidently is to learn how to roll with the constant mistakes that everyone makes in social situations sure And this is a really good example of that kind of confidence, where it's like, hmm, that wasn't what I meant, but you know what? I'm going to make it work for me.
0: But I'm the fucking princess. Yeah. So he sticks around and he tells some more of his story, um, ultimately revealing that his name means the brave and undefeated. Yes. First world problems. Well, okay. (laughs) It's kind of a third world. It's really more of a fourth or fifth world, honestly.
1: Apparently he wanted to suicide by combat, which... Didn't work out for him. He just kept accidentally
0: winning. Such a failure. Yeah. A fucking failure. (laughs) (laughs) He makes me sick. (laughs) So Narwhak, the piece of stinking awful, fucking the large glass pitcher shaped bipedal version of a river of shit himself, barges in all, oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Hey, can we murder your friend yet? We really want to murder your friend. And Cordy is so distracted by those beautiful, big, dark eyes of the gruselog that she's like, yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, do whatever you want. Handle it. Oh, it's Lauren. Fuck off. He's pardoned. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, you poor baby. She ungags him. And... Uh... Saves his ass. Uh, for some reason, I'm less upset about it when Cordelia pardons people than I am when Trump does it. <laughs> um, she, some reason, unbeknownst, I don't know. She makes him wait in the room outside of the main hall so that she can
1: go boink the grusel log. Uh, Hold on. Uh, a quote from Lauren here as she like takes the, the gag off him and everything and asks him if he's okay. Lauren replies with, Not as good as you, obviously. Should I call them back? Pointing to the guards. Should I call them back? You could borrow the
0: cuffs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He knows what's going on, and he wants a piece of that. She does not wait one bit. She's like, oh, are you okay? Okay, you're okay? Bye. Get the fuck out. It's like, wait. I got some boinking to do. Where's Wes and Gunn?
0: I'm sure they're fine. Click. (laughs) Cut to Wes and Gunn, who are not fine. No, they're not fine. They're lost. Land of the Lost. <laughs> Gun gets attacked by Angel as a demon. Demon Angel. You know he's always been a demon, but now he's gone full
1: demon. Yeah. Fred saves them by fisting a bag of blood and raising it into the air. West does notice. He recognizes uh, the tattoo on Angel's shoulder. So yeah. He does realize that it is Angel. That doesn't stop Gun from being mauled, but it, I guess it does stop Gun from killing Angel.
0: Eh, he had I don't know it if he coming. would have been able to. Right? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, so Gunn gets a little fucked up. He's got a big yeah. old claw mark on his chest. Grrr, sexy. Anyway.
1: Well, they, t- dude, they, they make the scene with Fred and the bag of blood interesting. Like, there's fucking, like, choir music and shit over it. And they really, really make it into, like, some sort of mystical thing happening yeah it's really just the smell of blood yeah she (laughs) understands
0: that predators can smell blood on the air yeah that's all it is so she raises her fist in the air he smells it and they suppose that it was uh his demon in its purest form because he can't find the same metaphysical balance in this dimension as on earth as they've gone so far out of their way to
1: establish throughout the episode did you notice wesley packing guns wounds with mud i think so yes i looked this up it's a real thing it's a real thing weird apparently there's certain types of mud that you can pack into a wound that help coagulate blood Huh. and now granted it will also possibly give you an infection Mm -hmm. but if the bleeding out will kill you faster it's a possible option to help stop the blood yeah you can deal with the infection later yeah
0: Now, the real question is, was it really that type of mud? What are the odds? Who knows? Who knows? Uh,
1: It has to be very heavy in clay.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. Neat. Uh, They try to keep moving, but in a moment they are surrounded by cows of the woods. Cows of the woods! That's what I'm calling them anyway. (laughs) They're a bunch of fucking people in the woods. Now, from here on out, any bunch of dudes in the woods, I'm just going to call them cows.
1: Cut to Fred's house. Yeah, Fred lures Angel back into the cave, and it works out for her because he sees his reflection and turns back, but I don't necessarily think that that's what she had planned for him. Yeah, I don't know what she had planned for him, other because than... she backs to a wall, no way out, and there doesn't seem to be like any sort of idea of what to do here.
0: Well, I think she knows that he won't hurt her. Because he would have, and so she's just kind of taking that, care of him at this point.
1: Yeah, that could be the the kind of assumption she's making. Because he he said that he wouldn't hurt her,
0: and he like snorfled her face and yeah. then fucked off. <laughs> snorfled her face. That's that's the best <laughs> word I can think of for it. So uh, he has a bit of an existential crisis. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean more than he usual. Did, and the rest of the
1: episode. He, he's he's out the rest of the episode I yeah guess. so
0: he goes into the fetal position after changing back into a human and shivers like a damn maroon
1: shivers like a maroon
0: what a maroon oh okay a moron i guess okay uh, but bug bunny would pronounce it maroon yeah yeah okay or you know like somebody who's having an existential crisis better yeah. happy yes That's good. So, Fred goes to wipe her bloody hand off on his well-barbered and styled hair, but thinks better of it. Yeah. After all, it's very good hair. Yes. (laughs) No, it looked like she was about to comfort him.
1: Yeah, and then realized, like, that's gross, I should wash that.
0: (laughs) I don't think it was so much because of the blood that she didn't do it. But it had to be a small factor. I think it was more... I think it was supposed to be more of a... I'm just going to let him get the shakes out first. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't touch him right now. He's yeah.
1: ha- having a thing. And, you know, it's li- it's, there's a lot of people that, like, when they're in that kind of headspace, they probably might not want physical contact. Yeah,
0: he's in some kind of shock. Or, you yeah. know, if somebody's having a seizure, don't put anything in their mouth. That right? kind of
1: thing. Yeah. Yeah. That is a big misnomer. People cannot swallow their tongue when they're having a seizure. They might bite their tongue on accident, mm, but that would they suck. can't swallow their tongue. You don't need to put anything in their mouth. It's, yeah. If,
0: they, if they're if they having a seizure, you can't stop them from biting their tongue. Yeah. By the time you realize they're having a seizure, their jaw has already clenched. Yeah.
1: And the, all you can do is just clear the space, let them get through it. Yeah.
0: You're not going to get a wallet in there to to help save their yeah. teeth. Some, I heard somebody once recommend to pry their mouth open with a spoon. Spoon to stick a wallet in there. What? And uh, I was like, how the fuck does that that's work? That's
1: how you bust some fucking teeth? Yeah, that's how you get a mouthful of
0: broken teeth right there. Oh, my God. So just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm with Wolfram and Hart.
1: Everybody should have a lawyer
0: like this. Mr.
2: Winters shall never be convicted of any crime. Ever. Should you continue to harass our client, we will be forced to bring in the light of day. I want that stricken place I'm told is not all that
1: healthy for you. So cut back to the castle throne room. Yeah, where the princess is actually here, not in another castle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cordelia goes into self-pity reality check mode, starts yeah. a bit of mm, teeth gnashing about being an actress, uh, which roughly translates to concubine in Pylea language. Yeah. And uh, and then he gives her a much-needed pep talk confidence boost. He's very charming. He is. He's legitimately a super nice guy. He's like, you can be a princess if you want to because you are one. You're princess stock if you declare it. I mean, look at her. Just look at her, is his tone. Yeah. And he mentions how nice she was to her subject Hard air quotes as she as he puts it referring to Lauren she's like oh yeah. well he was my friend and he's like well if you're that nice to everyone you could do some real good around here and the guy's like just a
1: super good dude I one I really wonder if this is like him genuinely being like this or he's like playing up to the role
0: well yeah we're gonna get to that I think playing up to the role is part of it yeah but I th- He wouldn't be able to play up to that role, especially not even knowing the word
1: actress. Right. I I don't know. I like to think that maybe he is just actually a a good dude.
0: I think a more accurate term that would help them understand what an actor is would be calling herself a liar. Because maybe he is just faking it, and he just thinks of it as lying instead of playing a role. Yeah. Because if they don't have music, they probably don't have theater. Right. I don't know. Anyway— So Cordy's like, oh, I can't stay here. I can't do this. It wouldn't be real. I'm like, sure it is. Within the confines of the script and your fictional character, this is completely real. (laughs) Either way, you know what? Who gives a shit? Get you some. Right? When in Rome, (laughs) fuck the Romans. (laughs) That's how the saying goes, right? Sure. Especially the ones who are really gunning for it. (laughs) Give the people what they want.
1: Let them eat cake. That was... More than likely, uh, one of the early uses of olive oil.
0: Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you're right. Yeah. And probably coconut oil.
1: But they probably didn't have coconut oil there. They didn't have coconut oil, but in the Roman Greece times, they had olive oil. They were greasing it with olives. I know it.
0: <laughs> I know it. Uh, so the priests. um, Yeah, they are happy. They don't like cows making proclamations, let alone no. female cows Time to send a message. Cut to the woods cows, <laughs> who also would like to send a message.
1: Guess who knows? And everyone's want to be just sending everyone messages. Maybe, maybe you should all just have a face-to-face, sit down with a cup of tea, and have just a pleasant conversation. Yeah. Can you invent texting yet, people? <laughs> Skip right over the pleasant conversations
0: and get to the portable electronic devices already. <laughs> Cut so, out the middleman. So, yeah, they,
1: what'd you call them, the wood cows? Woods cows. Or wood cows. Forest whatever. cows. Forest cows, yeah. The the forest cows uh, have Wesley and Gunn tied up. They, they don't believe Wes and Gunn are good guys because they came from the palace and they try to explain, or sorry, Wes tries to explain that they actually know the princess. And he proves it with a picture, which is yeah.
0: technology that they are not familiar with at all. Yeah. Depending on where these people came from, which right. doesn't
1: seem like Earth to me. No, I don't think they did. Uh, they 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 seem like Pylea stock. Stock, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> the thing is, though, is this does not work out well for Wesley.
0: Yeah, really the only thing Wesley's accomplishing here
1: is uh, getting their heads on pikes. I think Wesley kind of makes his mistake here, though, is thinking that they're humans. Because while they are biologically speaking humans they are not culturally speaking humans sure they are humans who were raised in and around the pilea culture so they are just as fucking brutal as the pileans
0: yeah this is kind of making me think that this is a parallel dimension in an earth where Things veered so drastically differently yeah. on the evolutionary timeline that this is just where humans ended up.
1: Well, there there were there was a lot of talk in a lot of the earlier episodes of Buffy that expressed that at one point in time demons walked the earth. Hmm. So my thought is just Pylea is is a parallel earth that that didn't stop being the case. Yeah, and this Pylea is what our world was like back. When demons walked the earth.
0: Yeah, and maybe something happened that uh I mean, you still got to explain away the two suns. There could have been some cosmic event, yeah, who that knows? caused them to be uh, to have two suns, yeah, as well, which would explain also why they have a very different evolutionary timeline. Yeah. So yeah, the only difference between them nearly getting their heads on pikes before and after West started talking is now they're going to have their heads on pikes with a list of demands shoved into their mouth. Yeah. Um, progress, you know. Yeah. It's a little progress. Baby steps. <laughs> Baby steps. So, uh, <laughs> But it's okay. Meanwhile, they rest comfortably back to back with a stake to support their backs and rope to unburden their weary arms. Yeah. I don't see what they're complaining about. <laughs>
1: Cut back to Fred's cave. Actually, to be fair, it would be in my in my personal view more comfortable to be tied to a stake sitting on the ground than just sitting on the ground. Oh yeah. Like you'd have some back have, support. Having some back support. Oh my God. Yeah. And <laughs> having another
0: person's back as well. Yeah. Get a little bit of body heat. Yeah. You'd make you'd live through the night that way at least. <laughs> Cut back to Fred's cave. Yeah where Angel finally speaks he's still in the fetal position though yeah. and he realizes that uh, Wesley and Gunn saw him that way and he can't ever go back because they uh, they saw what he really is what yeah he, he truly uh, is He's pretty traumatized it seems. My first instinct is that's not what you truly are that's just what you're possessed with
1: right. Whatever. Uh, But Fred Fred is caring for him as the the best she can and even offers for him to just stay there with her.
0: She's kind of pretty okay with that. We know she thinks he's hot. Yeah. She's like, well, that's okay. You can just stay here with me in my cave. My cave of wonders. (laughs) Hell, I'd go live with a weird hot cave girl in a heartbeat. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile... Courtney's working on freeing up the slaves and outlawing polyester. You know, tackling the big issues. Just
1: just in case anyone happens to accidentally invent polyester, she's killing it before it starts. Can't be
0: having that. Somebody's got to invent plastic first, but that doesn't mean it won't happen. Uh, Silas or Silas, whatever. Silas. Silas brings in a silver platter covered, of course. Got to keep in that body heat. I mean... Just plain old regular heat. Yeah. He commands the Grucilog to get the fuck out. And And he does. He has a a little, little chat, chatty chat with his cow, with his princess cow. Yeah,
1: he just kind of lays out the reality of the situation of like, hey, look, you're not really a princess. You don't have any power. You're a tool of the covenant, just
0: like the Gruselog. Yeah. He is the Gruselog because we say he is the Gruselog. If we tell you to mate, you say, hee-haw, ride me like a pony. <laughs> and if we say silence, you shut your fucking cowhole. <laughs> okay? He's very harsh. Yeah. And Cordy's like, I beg your pardon. And Silas is like, don't you think you've done enough pardoning today? (laughs) Mine is an evil laugh. (laughs) Evil pun. As he lifts up the lid of the serving platter to reveal none other than everybody's
1: favorite host. Yeah. Lorne. Well, just, you know. The head part of
0: It's Lorne. Everybody
1: loves Lorne. Yeah, but just the head part. It's just his head. That's the best part. I mean, kind of. He's dead. Yay. We know he's not, but.
0: You shut your mouth
1: hole. Shut
0: your (laughs) cow (laughs) hole.
1: You were waiting all episode to say that, weren't you?
0: No, I just made that up. Oh, good job. All right.
1: Gur arg. Gur fucking arg. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Give give, give me more.
0: Nights I shall walk in. Hold on. You've got something in your eye. How'd you feel about this episode, Rex? It was all right. I liked Fred. Fred, you know, actually got to
1: do something other than talk to Cordelia through a hole. I think this episode was. Better than last episode. It's still a tropey ass premise that annoys me, and I'm annoyed as hell that like Cordy is written piss poor in this episode. She is not this dumb, right? She is smart enough to look at the culture around her and go, "I probably don't want to be royalty in this world."
0: Right? Yeah. It's like, why do you want to? Do you you don't want to stay? Just
1: because they're calling you a princess? Yeah. And, oh, look, they got a hot guy for you to bang, but, like, she's not that shallow. And
0: then they finally start writing her character a little yeah, less shallow, which, and she starts coming to reality. Like, at least she's, uh, I don't know, you know, exactly what you were saying. But, no, I did think this was much better than last episode. It was more engaging, at least. Yes. Uh, definitely more engaging. It didn't feel so fucking slapstick- even though
1: there were a couple of very slapstick moments. Mainly See, just the, the dancing and the singing. And I don't mind the slapstick when there there's a couple of bits in it. Like a couple of slapstick bits, I'm fine with. Absolutely. But when the... It's one the, of the best things about Buffy. But when the whole episode feels like it should be playing Yakity sax in the background, <laughs> I that's not what I'm fucking here for. Right. And the last episode really felt like that. And this one was better. I hoping that the next one's even better than this because like it's all right and it shouldn't it should be better than all right i think it would have been better if they had uh not made it a two-parter
0: i think that's how it suffered yeah they could have uh cut out a lot of fat and stupid shit and just made last episode and this episode one fucking episode yeah they and it would have been more engaging
1: There was a lot of back and forth in this episode that annoyed me. They played up a little too much of Cordy and Wes, like, bickering about, like, whether or not she's going to stay. And it's like, it's it it was too much super fucking airheaded Cordy Mm -hmm. that she's, like, she's grown so much more past that. And it annoyed me. I just, I think that's the biggest thing for me. I probably would have actually kind of liked this episode a little bit if that wasn't the case
0: yeah on the grand scheme of things I don't feel like we're really making any progress other than we're slowly introducing Fred and the rest of them are just I guess Lauren's making some progress he's getting over some of his uh home issues his mommy issues um and then he's gonna go back home and he's gonna be a more whole person right and Angel I guess is getting a little bit of He's having to face his full demon self, yeah,
1: which is something he's never had to do before. I'm hoping that they conclude with this bit in the next episode because they they really kind of showed us the the dichotomy between him being like, oh, i'm I can see myself in the mirror and look at the sunlight, and he's downright fucking joyous versus what he is on earth, all fucking broody and down. And the just sheer contrast of that to the monstrous part. And I'm really, really hoping that when they wrap that thread up, they don't do it half-assed. Because Mm -hmm. this whole season, Angel has really struggled with how he fits in with the world being partially a monster. And I think if they can somehow fucking manage to wrap that up with this bit that actually might make the season for me but i do not have particularly high hopes yeah
0: that could be some stellar character growth we'll see what happens it's it's slow going though yeah like you yeah. really gotta dig in and give it a lot of uh give yeah. it a wide berth to really get much out of the last couple episodes uh so yeah there's that meh i give a solid meh shut your cow hole
1: <laughs> what's your quote of the day rex I'm I'm going to give my quote of the day to Fred actually, uh, which is going to be her response to Angel telling her that Cordy is a princess. Mm-hmm. the The tone of her response and the cadence of her response, so perfect. Really? Oh, when I got here, they they didn't do that.
0: Yeah, that was <laughs> going to be a, mine.
1: There's a lot of heartbreak in it. There absolutely is.
0: It was well delivered. Um, that was going to be my choice too, but now I'm going to have to go instead with the whole exchange, but mainly gun when Cordy says, what does that mean? Wesley (laughs) says, I have no idea. Gun says, sounds
1: dirty. If you ask me, (laughs) nobody did, especially though, because in the very next scene, once they find out what's going on, he turns to her and says, told you it sounded dirty. Told you it sounded dirty. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe he should be the
0: linguistics expert, right? The Cunna linguistics expert, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's where the joke was. Ah. If I do say so myself, and I did, you did, in fact. Thank you for noticing.
1: <laughs> All right, this episode's done. Let's do the dance of joy. You're, you're not. Uh, that, that's. I mean, kind of. You're really off rhythm. God, I off wish rhythm. you guys could see this. He's he's Fuck you. You do the dance of joy. No, I'll do worse. Oh my God, close this episode already, please. It's your closing. Oh, you're right. My bad. It's because you stole mine last time. Well, this has been an episode of Ale with Angel,
0: everybody. Oh, and this is your daily warning, everybody, so that it is not a huge surprise you have exactly three episodes left, including this one, before we go on one of our uh, world-famous sabbaticals, but this time we're not going to do the shitty kind where we just kind of at the last minute, like, hey, thanks, bye, (laughs) and then keep taking your money for two or three months. Uh, We are going to pause payments on all Patreon supporters, Yes, and we're going to... uh, tell you when we're coming back approximately two to three months from the end of season five of Buffy and season two of Angel. And also don't forget
1: we are going to be doing shortly into the break a live Q&A. We're still working out the details on that and we will have those details before we go on break but keep a lookout for that.
0: Correct. Tentatively logistics are looking like uh, Zoom call for Patreon supporters. They get to directly participate. Video optional audio, kind of necessary, if you're going to yes. participate. And then the public can view the stream as it's happening. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh, so there it is. Don't forget to review us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Check us out at BeerWithBuffy.com. You can buy our shit at BeerWithBuffy.com slash shop. If you'd like to support us financially, head on over to patreon.com slash beerwithbuffy. We have a cat naming perk. (laughs) Yeah, can't find that anywhere else, can you? Uh, If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 269-743-0783. You can also text to that number. We will probably respond eventually. Big shout-out, as always, to JJ Treadway for all our opening, closing, and transitional music. This has been Ail with Angel. I'm Josh. I'm Rex.
1: Have a good night. Now shut your cowholes <laughs> You are the slayer. Lives depend upon you. I make allowances for your years, but I expect a certain amount of responsibility, and instead of which you would enslave yourself to this this cult...
2: You don't like the color? You have a sacred birthright. You were chosen to destroy vampires, not to wave pom poms at people. Why can't you people just leave me alone? You are the slayer. Go ahead. The I'm a watcher. (sighs) <sighs> dear think you bye. suck you by everything you've ever dreaded was under your bed but told yourself couldn't be by the light of day one gallon all the world. ten cents one gallon all the world. ten word. cents all the it
1: was a bit um, British wasn't it wee wait what have we done Wh- why are we watching this <laughs> <laughs>